Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back. So glad that you joined us for yet another episode of Everyday Truth. Have a great postcard today from Brisbane, Australia, or as my Aussie friends call it, Brizzy. And this is from Richard and Annie. And guys, thank you for listening. It means a lot to me that you would listen all the way from down under. Uh, They specifically said that they have enjoyed the series on the book of Revelation and looking forward to seeing them a little bit later this summer when I preach at a conference right there. Uh, in their church, Good Shepherd Baptist Church in Brisbane, Australia. So there's the card. Thank you, Richard and Annie, for that. We are today in Mark chapter 15. If you want to go ahead and find a spot, if you're following along in your own Bible or on your own device, uh, if you're just listening, that's fine too. Mark chapter 15, and I want you to see verse number six where we're in the middle of the trial of Jesus, not not the trial that took place at the house of Caiaphas, but now we're at the trial that takes place as the high priest and his team bring Jesus to the Roman authority in town at the time, Pontius Pilate. And, And I'll say this as a parenthetical, you know, for many years, uh, secular historians didn't even think that Pontius Pilate existed. They thought he was just a fictitious character made up in the Bible. But it's interesting because they discovered a stone in Caesarea called the Pontius Pilate Stone. It's actually in the Israel Museum today where it references his name and his time period. So just give history a uh, uh, a little bit of time, and it always catches up with the truth of the Word of God. That's one of the great things about going to Israel, is you see and learn all of that stuff. So here we are in Mark 15, and Jesus has been transported, transferred, I should say, transported sounds like Star Trek, but transferred from the house of the high priest to the trial place with Pilate. And verse number six, now at that feast, so they were Remember the feast of the Passover. So at the feast, he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. And what the Bible's teaching there is that there was a custom uh, back in those days that at the Passover feast, remember Passover was the day, and then the feast following Passover was called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But during that feast season, each year, the Roman government to throw a bone to the Jews, to pacify them, would basically give them a prisoner who was on death row, would release him, would pardon him. And it was just a goodwill gesture at the feast time. And the Bible's telling us this because we're about to see this play out. Jesus could be released to the people. He has been indicted by the high priest and the others, and yet What is Pilate doing? Pilate is trying to find a political answer. Pilate is thinking, well, you know, the priest really wants to kill him. No doubt Pilate sees 
character in Jesus. Like, this is not a normal case. Remember, the parallel passage tells us that Pilate has already received a message from his wife who had a dream the night before. Hey, don't deal with this. This man is righteous. And so Pilate is trying to find some political way to extricate himself from this really complex situation. And what he thinks is, well, well, maybe what I can do is appeal to the sensibilities of the people themselves, and they can release Jesus. So then I'll have the best of both worlds because I will be able to to give credence to the high priest and say, yeah, he should have been put to death. I indict him too. But the people asked for his release. So I have pleased both. And that that's that was the solution. No doubt the pilot was thinking, this is the answer. So watch what happens in verse number seven. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him. So these are the lowest of the low. You know, these are insurrectionists, and Barabbas was one of them. And the Bible says he had committed murder in the insurrection. So this guy was ruthless. He was bloody. He was a murderer. And uh, so what, what we're seeing here is we're setting the contrast, aren't we? We're seeing Jesus, who is perfect and righteous and holy. And even in front of Pilate, who doesn't really know who he is, Pilate knows, well, this man has done something to upset the leaders, but I don't see it. So he's trying to paint this contrast. Like there's no way you would want the release of somebody like Barabbas other than Jesus. I mean, come on, this is an easy choice. Look at verse number eight. And the multitude crying aloud, began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. So what that means is the multitude is like, okay, we want you to give us a pardon for a prisoner. You do this every year. It's not a law. It's not, it's not prescribed by Roman jurisprudence, but this is something that we get every year. So give us another, uh, 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 give us another pardon prisoner. That's what they're asking for. Verse number nine But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? So Pilate says, well, I have a suggestion. And my suggestion is, should I release unto you the king of the Jews? Should I release unto you Jesus? And watch the answer of the people and see just the almost the demonic attitude of these people toward wanting to kill Jesus. Remember, many of these people were they who had seen Jesus that week doing miracles, preaching messages. Uh, They, some of them perhaps, were among those that had cried, Hosanna, son of David, just a few short days before on Palm Sunday. But watch the change now. Verse number nine. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. Wow, what a statement. So in verse number 10, the Bible now tells us what Pilate knew. That's a wonderful thing about the Word of God, by the way, is it reveals our thoughts, our motives, the things that only God could know. And what the Bible's teaching us here is that Pilate knew that the religious leaders 
were trying to condemn an innocent man. They, Pilate saw it. He was a politician himself. He knew that the real reason why the chief priests and the council had delivered Jesus wasn't because Jesus was guilty. It wasn't because he had committed a crime worthy of death. It was because they were jealous. They were envious of his power. They were envious of his popularity. And Pilate saw right through all of it. So the question, I guess, is this. So if Pilate saw through all of it, now remember, he's received a message from his wife. He has seen it already in Jesus' answers or non-answers. He's seen it in the duplicity of these leaders. So Pilate sees this very, very clearly. So why would somebody who has all the authority to do whatever he wants, why would he not just release Jesus? If he knows that this is just a charade, why wouldn't he just release him? And you know the answer to that, because Pilate has a greater desire. And that desire is, I want to be popular. He was in the same seat as these religious leaders. He wanted to have his cake and eat it too. So he wanted so desperately to to render Jesus innocent in the sense that, okay, I'm going to give you, just plead guilty, kind of is the way we do it today. Uh, so he'll be, he'll, he'll be guilty, but then I will have released him. So I will have pleased both entities. And yet what happens? Look at verse number 11. But the chief priests moved the people. Oh, this is a chess match, isn't it? And the chief priests, they're playing a better game. So while Pilate understands what their motives are, and, and they no doubt knew that he knew what their motives were, but uh, they played the game because they then moved the people. Now, how did they do it? Did they do that through intimidation? Did they do that through bribery? Did they do that just through the weight of their own influence? We don't know. Maybe they threatened them. We don't know. But however they did, they manipulated the crowd. They moved the crowd. And the Bible says in verse number 11, they moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. So when given the choice to release Jesus or Barabbas, the religious leaders used their influence to manipulate the people to ask for Barabbas. Look at verse number 12. And Pilate answered and said again unto them. I mean, Pilate does not want this to happen. Pilate is really trying to manipulate to the very end a, a result that will please everybody, especially make him look good. And the Bible says in verse 12 that Pilate answered and said unto them again, what will ye then that I shall do with him uh, whom you call the king of the Jews? So in other words, I don't want to kill him. Uh, I don't want to crucify him. I'm giving you the opportunity to release him and the, the, the leaders will be happy because he's guilty and I'll be happy because uh, I've pardoned him at your request. What do you want me to do? In other words, I don't want to have to say, put him to death. I'm going to put that on you. He's passing the buck, isn't he? Re really, he has the authority. He's the one that could make the decision, but he's passing the buck. What should I do? That's not good leadership. And verse number 13 and they cried out again, crucify him. And Pilate said unto them, why? What evil 
hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, crucify him. You can't argue with a passionate crowd. When reason and passion come in conflict, passion always wins. And Pilate is fighting a losing battle at this point. And we're going to see, of course, it's not a losing battle because we know the cross is our victory. But humanly speaking, boy, Pilate made the wrong choice, didn't he? Well, we'll come back to this uh, next episode. We're, we're going to stop right there in verse number 14. We'll jump into verse number 15 next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.